Good morning and welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by Get Go Cafe and Market, where right now you can always, you can still get fresh food, fresh drinks all the time, great service all the time at Get Go. They've been helping me get through the pandemic with, with, all, with all the food that I've been able to get. And Dale, I know they've been helping you out too. Yeah, I mean, you got to get there. And uh, obviously, they've been open throughout this whole process and uh, providing a good, quick, quality food all the way through. Absolutely. Now, Dale, before we get into like any newsy things, I want to talk about something that set all of social media ablaze for Pittsburgh, and that's that the former Ravens and Jets linebacker Bart Scott came out talking, saying that it would be disrespectful to put Troy Polamalu and Ed Reed in the same sentence. And then that was followed by Good Morning Football's crew listing, uh, saying, what safeties would you want to start to build a team around? And I, there was Bob Sanders, there was John Lynch, but there was no Troy Polamalu. What's up with the Troy disrespect? Why does this happen every year? Because they're idiots. Um, Bart <laughs> Scott's a longtime moron. He played, I mean, put it this way. If you put Joey Porter on that show, he's going to say the same thing about Troy Polamalu. That's mm -hmm. just the way it is. People losing their minds about this stuff need to get a grip. I was in the room uh, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame talk last year for the vote when uh, John Lynch was on the, the same ballot as, as Troy Polamalu, and nobody, nobody of the 50 voters in that room considered John Lynch even close to, to Troy Polamalu in terms of being a player. That's ridiculous. Whatever idiot said that is a, I mean, just moronic statement. But they let these guys on TV and they allow them to say these things because, well, it gets viewers. It gets ratings, and that's why they say stuff like that. And it just it just seems like every time I hear, like, I've heard the Brian Dawkins over Troy Polamalu argument. I've heard – and I understand if you want to say that Ed Reed was better in your mind, that's fine. But to, to say that they're not on the same level, there was a clear parallel. It was it was 1A and 1B two completely of, of that different era. Positions. Two yeah. completely different positions. You don't compare a free safety and a strong safety. You just don't do it. They're, they don't do the same things. If you'd have taken Troy Polamalu and put him in a deep middle uh, center field, um, you know, who knows how many interceptions he ends up his career with. If you take Ed Reed and you put him down in the box his entire career, uh, you know, th does he have injury issues uh, because, because he's playing down there with all the big guys? It's, it, it's just completely different. You can't compare the two. Just enjoy them. It's like saying Lawrence Taylor and, and, and uh, um, Ray Lewis, uh, you know, they shouldn't even be talked about in the same sentence. It's silly. They played two different, completely different positions. One's an outside linebacker. He's rushing the passer. The other's a middle linebacker. He's making tackles. That's, the, that's what they do. The only thing they have in common is that they have an LB by their name. All right, Dale, veterans are set to report to Steelers camp this week. It's another step forward in the process. We're seeing things inch along. But I wanted to ask you, as we're seeing across the league, certain people are starting to opt out. I know there's talk about the deadline for opting out being pushed up because the NFL wants to solidify what rosters look like moving forward. What have you? What, what have you? What's your take? Oh, take away from how this process with, has been with players making these decisions? Well, one of the reasons why the NFL wants to push the deadline up for for to, and it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday for players to opt out is because they got some guys gaming the system a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, because you can opt out as a voluntary opt-out and get $150,000 right now um, that the only way you owe that back is if you don't make the team next year. So if I'm a guy who is, let's say I'm, I'm a bubble guy or I'm, I'm an undra undrafted uh, rookie free agent, I can opt out right now, 
they give me $150,000, which is essentially a loan, and I don't have to pay it back until next year. And what are they going to do if I don't pay it back? Uh, not put me on a roster? Okay. You know, chase me down, sue me, whatever. Uh, but I'll take the 150 grand now in hand. So that's why they want to move this up. And they want teams to know who's in and who's out. I think we're, we're we've, at this point, um, the guys who are, who are, are, have shown up uh, are in. The guys who haven't uh, at this point, and that's everybody, everybody has shown up at this point who's going to play uh, are pretty much there. And so, you know, the decisions are made, I think, for the most part. So we don't need another week of, of guys opting out, um, you know, but I do think that uh, they should have the ability to do so. Um, you know, we saw um, Suspedes in, uh, in baseball today uh, just decide not to show up at the game and opt out. They said his room was empty. That yeah, was bizarre. Just note, it's, you know, like a Horshack note. Uh, <laughs> dear, dear, dear teacher, Arnold won't be at, at, at class today. <laughs> Orlando won't be in, in cl- at the game today. Uh, he's opting out, signed Orlando's mother, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, um, you know, guys are going to opt out. Obviously, the Patriots have been hit very hard by this. That's what I'm going to ask you about. Being a, a lot of defensive tackles uh, opt out. A lot of the bigger guys opt out, and they were at higher risk. And so I understand that as well. But no Steelers at this point. And I don't know that we're going to see any Steelers to this point. Yeah, some people were speculating that James Conner would have been that guy, and he already made it clear. I'm no, no, I'm not opting out. You crazy? So I think that's interesting. I, I, I am very interested. They said there's now seven Patriots have opted out, and they're not, they're not all just those backup guys in the background. That Dante Hightower, they lost Marcus Cannon. Um, I think they, you know there's a few other guys in that that are in that. Uh, Patrick uh, Chung. Pat Chung. Yep. They're like there. There's those are those are legitimate starters that are part of that machine that Bill Belichick makes go. So uh, I, I'm very interested to see how that impacts them for this season. But they get a big story for the Steelers. No opt-outs here could be a very good sign moving forward. Dale, I know you and the, the other members of Pittsburgh media got a chance to hear from uh, offensive coordinator Randy Feekner at the end of last week. Now, this was a, a good chance for you to hear about you know, what his process is and taking in Matt Canada. But what were some of the biggest takeaways in that conversation that you, that, that you guys had with him on Zoom? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing, and, and he, has, he had been the, uh, the Steelers quarterback coach essentially for the last decade, and he won't have those duties this year. And he admitted, hey, look, that was a big job, especially last year when, you know, you're also the offensive coordinator. You don't have Ben Roethlisberger there to fall back on. So now you're drawing up game plans week to week to try to figure out ways to win a football game with, with two inexperienced quarterbacks. It doesn't allow a lot of time to, to work with those quarterbacks on footwork and throwing the, you know, the proper mechanics, throwing the football, those kind of things. And I think, uh, you know, he and the Steelers both realized that uh, they needed another set of eyes in that room and not just in that room, but uh, you know, somebody else to, to potentially add some, some uh, outside, uh, eyes on on what they're doing offensively so maybe you bring in some more motion or whatever it might be that Matt Canada can add to it but they've always done that the people were thinking that that uh, you know simply it's always been Randy Feekner calling the plays that's not been the case you know they they take input from all of their coaches um, obviously Feekner you know the offensive coordinator has the final say on everything uh, but it really is a group effort when it comes to that and so um, you know, Matt Canada can add that to the to the mix, and you know we'll see where it goes. Um, you know, I I I don't get the people who I look. I understand 
the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh is always the most hated man in the room. Just like, you know, before Keith Butler didn't know what he was doing, you know, until last, suddenly last year. Now he's, now he's suddenly a genius. He's a genius. Yeah. yeah. They've led the league in sacks the last three seasons, which has never been done before. But he stink. He stunk before he got all these first-round draft picks. Feekner's offense was the, the, the highest-rated red zone offense in the league in the past 15 or 20 years in, 20, in 2018. But he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, these guys, are, these guys are NFL coaches. Yeah, right. These are NFL, but but here's the thing I wanted to ask you about with that is that he went from having the best to having I think the worst in 2019. He's got to be excited to have Ben back, and I, I saw some of his comments about that. What do you do? You think that chemistry is going to be able to reignite in the, this season to get to get that you know, maybe not number one, but get them in that top five, top ten range of red zone efficient teams? It's all about how many points they put on the board. Um, you know, if you look at it, they were around, uh, they were just under, I think, 27 points per game uh, in, in 2018. Uh, that fell off nine points per game uh, for what they put up last year. If this team can average 25 points a game, which it's certainly capable of doing, uh, it's going to be a very good football team and a very tough team to beat on a week-to-week -week basis. Okay.